0: of the Lord now in the book of numbers the 21st chapter numbers the 21st chapter and verses 4 through 9 and uh, I don't want you to forget the the early scripture that was read uh, also by brother Chris um I'm not going to read that again but uh, don't forget the morning scripture that was read so numbers the 21st chapter uh, beginning at verse number four, let's see what the Lord would have to say to us uh, here today through the Word of uh, the Lord. You will find these words written there in the fourth verse. It says, "And they journeyed from Mount from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged." because of the way. And the people spake against Moses, against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth with this light bread. And then verse number six says, and the Lord, now watch this, the Lord set fiery serpents, in other words, poisonous serpents, snakes among the people, and they bite the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. And this is the part I want you to catch. He says, pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us and Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, make thee a Fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he look upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, put it up on a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man when he beheld or when he looked at the serpent of brass, he lived. Oh, may God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. I wanna talk to you all just for a little while or as the spirit leads uh, from this subject matter The snaky places of life, the snaky places of life, the snaky places, the snaky places. The people said to Moses, pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. They have come to one of those snaky places in life. They are impatient and wandering in the wilderness. They are thirsty and hungry. And even if they did not like the life they once had in Egypt, it was their life. It was familiar and they want to go back to what used to be. They are grumbling and nothing is right. Life is difficult. This is more than just being unhappy or dissatisfied. This is how bad it is. This is how bad things had gotten for them. They complain that they have no food and then say that they detest the miserable food that they do not have. And I do not think that is really about what's going on around them, more so than about what is going on within them. Uh, Their stomachs may be empty, but there's venom in their hearts and in their lives. They are in a snaky place. And you you know, we all have been there at one time or another. You see, sometimes the snakes of our life strike and bite when we least expect it. They take us completely by surprise. Sometimes we wander into the snaky places of life despite our best intentions. Uh, We did not choose that place. We did not deserve or do anything to be bitten. Oh, but we were. And then there are other times that it was about something we did or something we may have said. And uh, haven't there been times when you just wanted to run away and escape life? I want to talk to some folk here today. I want to talk to some folk that know about the snaky places of life. Yes, you had come to the time when you just wanted to run away <clears throat> and escape life. It, it was just too snaky. Uh, uh, you did not want to deal with life, nor face what was coming your way. Well, listen back at them again. They say, pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. How many times, how many times have we prayed that prayer? or oh, we may not didn't say it the way they said it, but how many times have you said, "Lord, just fix it." How many times have you asked God to just to just make it stop? Take it away. How many times have we told God that we just don't want this? Well 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 well, let me tell you something. Let me remind you that it is not always just in the wilderness where we discover snaky places. You remember Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. He found himself in a snaky place because he says, remove this cup from me if it be possible. And so that let me know that even Jesus knew about the snaky places of life. And so you know we have walked in the snaky places of life, not only as individuals, but as a people, as well as a country. And, and, and so what 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 are what hearts so like? What are the serpents that bite you? What in your life do you want to escape? What in your life do you want to run away from? avoid and not deal with. Pray to the Lord (laughs) to take away the serpents from us. Moses prayed to the Lord, but I want you to notice something. What does God do? You know, he does answer prayer. Uh, He says, call on me and I will answer thee. And not only will I answer thee, but I will show you great and marvelous things. And so God, he tells, Moses tells God uh, the people's uh, request, but what does God do? God did not take away, notice, the serpents from the people. fact of the matter is God did not even offer a magical fix, but notice that God didn't even take uh, away the serpents or he didn't even stop the serpents from biting them. But what did God do? God sent another snake. I, I, think, I, think, I think I want y'all to let that sink in. I said, God sent another snake because God tells Moses, he said, make a poisonous snake and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. And so God, he he offered an antidote. He offered an answer, a solution to the snake bites of life. And you know what? It's a strange one. It's a strange one. Well, how many of y'all know we cannot figure out the mind of God? The God's ways are far above our ways. As far as the East is from the West, so are God's ways above our ways. It was a strange antidote. You see, because the serpent that bites and kills is the same serpent that heals and gives life. Uh, y'all walk with me for a minute. The same serpent that bites and kills is also the serpent that heals and gives life. That does not make sense, but what if that is really how it is? What if the snaky places are not so much places uh, to escape, but places from which soul medicine arises, Uh, 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 Can opposites really coincide in that way? Well, Well, if you think it don't, think back for a minute. When you was in school, what about high school physics? Do you remember Newton's third law? Newton's third law was simply this. He says for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. He says that two opposing forces, arises at the same time and in the same place. I need y'all to walk with me. And so where does, where does the anti-venom to treat snake bite come from? Did you not know that it comes from the snake's venom? Oh, what about, what about, what about all this vaccination that we're doing right now? immunization that protects from diseases. It it, it often comes from the same virus that causes uh, the illness. So think about the coinciding of opposites in our earlier scripture reading. Jesus says those who want to save their life, he says will lose it. And then he turns around and says, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And so notice something. The cross that kills is also the tree of life. The empty tomb of resurrection is also hidden in the crucifixion. Every sin, mishap or wrong choice Holds out repentance as an antidote. Reconciliation is the medicine planted in our broken relationships. Eternal life is found in the Son of Man being lifted up on the cross. Uh, let's not, let's not, my brothers and my sisters. Let's not be so quick to say that it's either this or it's that, follow me here, because that doesn't seem to be the way of God. Maybe it's more accurate for us to say that it's this and it's that, not either or, but it's this and that. It is not an either or but, but a both and, that's the tension. Can I deal with the tension here? That's the tension we live in. And it's a tension that lives within us. That, that, that is the tension. That's the conflict that the Israelites are in today. There is a snake that bites and kills, but then there's a snake that heals and give life. They must decide, oh, bless your name. They must decide to which one will they give their attention and focus to. And so must we. We live, we too live. We live in that tension. We too have the same choice before us. Take take a look. Take a look at that tension in your own life. We claim, we claim, we claim certain values for our lives, but we often do the opposite. I want to talk to just some folk that know what I'm talking about right now. You know my favorite saying, don't you? I don't want to talk to y'all that been glorified and then come back to earth and have everything perfect huh and don't make no mistakes and live a life that with no sin at all. I want to talk to some folk here today that knows about the tension that's in our lives we claim certain values for our lives but we often do the opposite sometimes we say one thing but we mean another thing Uh, ah y'all 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 walk with me i'm not talking about the known damnable sins that we could all list on a piece of paper. I'm just talking about everyday life now, that we say one thing and we really mean another. Ah, Sometimes we feel like the Apostle Paul. Sometimes, my God, we say, I do not do what I desire to do, but I do the very things that I hate. Don't you hate it? My God, when somebody push your button, don't you hate it when you go off? I want to talk to some real folk here today. Don't 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 you regret sometimes and you say, you know, I shouldn't have said that, and I shouldn't have had that attitude. I know what I want to do. Oh, but there's a war, there's tension going on in my members, and I got to choose which one I'm going to do. And so that tension of opposites is always with us. And so Jesus says this, those who believe in him are not condemned. I don't want you to miss the earlier scripture, but those who do not believe, he said they are condemned already. Those who do evil, he said they hate the light and hide in the darkness. And they do not want to be seen. But then he turns around and he says, but those who do what is true, they come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. And so it's easy. It's so easy and tempting for us to take Jesus's words and begin categorizing ourselves or others into people of light or darkness. Y'all 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 walk with me here. People who do what is true or do what is evil. Which one am I then? <laughs> uh, uh, which one are you? Well, can I help you? Because maybe it is not about one or the other. It just may be it's about both at the same time. The coincidence of opposites. Maybe maybe Jesus is trying to describe our life. Haven't there been times, come on here, when you have believed and then there were other times when you didn't or wasn't sure what you believed? Come on, walk with me. Haven't there been times that your faith have been strong and then there's been times when your faith was weak? (laughs) Haven't there been times that you said yes when you really know the answer was really no? Maybe, just maybe, Jesus might be talking about both of them. Have there been times when you did the right thing, the true thing, and you knew it? And then there were other times when you did or said the wrong thing and you knew that also. And so to stand to stand in the tension of those opposites is to begin to better understand and clarify who we are, what our priorities are and where our loyalties lie. You see that tension is what can change and transform our lives. Acknowledging that tension makes us face ourselves. It acts a question of us And that is, to which one will we give our attention and focus to? There they are, standing there with snakes that's biting them, but yet they're being told to look up at the snake that's on the pole. They had two opposites but they had to make a choice. Look at the snaky places in your life today. Acknowledge the contradictions within you. Recall the serpents that have bitten you. To what are you going to give your attention? Do you need to change your focus? What would it mean to shift your attention from the biting serpent to the bronze serpent? And I do not mean, I do not mean that we ignore or deny the biting serpents, nor do I want us to pretend that they are not real. I don't want us to be naive about life or our own self-contradictions or the venom of this world. I do want us, though, to be alive in the midst of our snaky places. I want us to be hopeful, and I want us to be whole. I want us to find the medicine that our souls need, and that, must, that means acknowledging the biting serpents, even as we look up and give focus uh, on Jesus Christ when i look up to him i'm not denying that i'm going through can i come down somebody's street when you look up to him you're not denying that you broke when you look up to him you're not denying that you're hurting you're not denying that you are weary and that you are worn and that you are in the need of rest. But when you look up to him, you take your focus off of the problem and you begin to focus on the problem solver. And so I wanna know, and I wanna tell you the one to which we give our attention will fill our hearts. And that's what's gonna shape your life. If you you notice all your problems and that's where you stay, You'll be bitter. You'll become hard. You'll lose your joy of your salvation. You begin to doubt God. You won't trust Him. Wherever we give our attention, we'll feel our heart and it will shape our lives. To the degree we give our attention to the biting serpents and the venoms of this world, we will become toxic to ourselves. And to one another, if we give our attention to the light, with Jesus is the light, the lifted up son of man, we become life and light to ourselves and for one another. And so what is the medicine? What is the medicine that's being offered to us today? What is the antidote? What is it? What is the anti-venom that you need? What is being offered? Well, the life-giving serpent is is as real as the biting serpent. And, 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 And the medicine is as present in our lives as is the venom. And so both are to be found in the snaky places of life. But where will you give your attention? Whatever the snaky places of your life are today, the gospel promise is that there's an antidote to the venom. There's a healing for every bite. There's a life for every death. There's hope in the midst of despair. There's forgiveness in the midst of sin, reconciliation, in the midst of brokenness. Did y'all not know that there's some strength in the midst of your weakness and there's light in the midst of darkness? That medicine, I need y'all to know, the medicine, the treatment is already in you. Hey, glory. The treatment is already in you. There is not one of us here today that does not carry the medicine within ourselves because the prescription was written in the beginning. Dr. Jesus, he wrote the prescription in the beginning. In the beginning when God created us in his own image and in his own likeness, he put the medicine down inside of us But guess what? How many many take medicine? And and, and sometimes we have to get it refilled. Uh, Thank God for modern technology. You can go online now with Kaiser. it, It didn't just happen. But I order my medicine online. And they give me a choice to either have it mailed or for me to pick it up. Come on here, somebody. I do it online. Well, guess what? You received your medicine. You got your first vaccination shot, not just the other day, but when he created man, that was the first shot. And then, you know, they say the second shot is much more powerful. Well, there's a refilling here. It was refilled when he sealed us with the Holy Ghost. I want to know, have you been sealed with the Holy Ghost? That's your refilling of your treatment, of your medicine. And just like, I can call in my medicine to Kaiser when I need a refilling, when I'm feeling sick, so sick, depressed of soul, when my joy and my peace is gone, I feel like preaching is time to close now. When I feel like giving up hope, When I feel like quitting, I can call him up on the raw telephone, and I can refill my prescription. But notice something. Physically, I got to drive down to Kaiser, or I got to wait for them to put it in the mailbox. But how many of y'all know he's an ever-present God? That when I call on him, he's a right now God. I don't have to wait on him because God will step in, he'll step in right on time. And so it was revealed when we were sealed by the Holy Ghost and marked as Christ's own forever. And so the medicine of Christ, uh, let me close. The medicine of Christ has never gone away. It will never run out. The vow has never been, and it will never be empty. They was having trouble with certain needles in the valve during this vaccination period. They had to throw away thousands, hundreds of thousands of them because they discovered that they wasn't given the full dosage. But I need you to know my doctor, my physician, my bomb in Gilead, my physician that's there, the valve never runs into it. It never stops up. It continues to flow. And how many of y'all know the blood will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley. And guess what? The blood still works. And for every biting serpent, there is a bomb that's in Gidead. For every snake bite, there's an anti-venom. But the question is whether the medicine is present and available. But will we take it? My God, it's available to us. Medicine in your cabinet is not doing you no good. You can get it and say, I'm not taking this. Too many side effects. It'll make my eyes swell. I can't hear if I take it. Give me constipation. It'll make my tongue swell up. Y'all walk with me for just a couple of more minutes. And we look at, my God, the side effects. And we say the side effects ain't worth what I'm feeling now. But guess what? There's no side effects with the medicine that God has already placed inside of you. But it's according to the power that worketh inside of you. I'm glad today that the question is not whether or not The medicine is present and available, but I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that all I got to do is just take it. I'm glad that all I got to do is look to Jesus, who's the author, who's the finisher of my faith. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up from this earth, I'll draw all men unto me. And then for God so loved the world, He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I want to know here today, have you received the antidote? Have you received your treatment since you believe? I said since you believe. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God there's a bomb in Gilead. There is a physician that's there. And when I enter into the snaky places of my life, and if I become bitten, snake bite. Ah, You know, they say if you get bitten by a snake, I don't know a lot about it, but you're supposed to tighten up that wound, take something, tighten it up. Come on here, somebody. Pull on it and tighten it up. Well, thanks be to God, I'm wrapped up, I'm tied up, and I'm tangled up in Jesus. So if I get snake-bitten, all I got to do is fall into the hands of the almighty God. You know, you get get bit by a snake, I'm finished. It'll mess you up physically. It'll mess you up emotionally. Come on. It'll mess you up spiritually if it caused you to say some stuff. Hallelujah. But I'm glad that he was wounded for my transgression, he was bruised for my iniquities, The timing of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, with his stripes, he got rid of every snake bite. Whoa, that sound good. With his stripes, he got rid of every snake bite. My God, if, you get, if you've been bitten in the past, he's taken care of that. If he bites you in the present, you're taken care of. If he bites you in the future, you're taken care of because with his stripes, we are healed. There are no side effects with Jesus. There's no side effects. <clears throat> if you want to call, I'm done. But if you want to call, rather than nobody chasing after you a side effect, if you want to call, shake it and ain't nothing wrong with your nerves, I'll take that side effect any day because I know in his presence (laughs) is the fullness of joy. I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished. Every eye closed, hallelujah. God, I thank you for your word. Every eye closed, every head bow. The, the, The question is not whether or not in your snaky places, whether there's a contradiction between two snakes, even though they're opposite. The question is, which one are you going to focus your attention on? I'd rather rather have have Jesus.